Hello, and welcome to the podcast of the Central Church of God, located at 5120 Central Avenue, Portage, Indiana. Here, you can listen to Sunday service by Pastor Robert Sluter. If you have questions, prayer requests, or want more information about our church, please feel free to contact Pastor Robert at 219-963-8496. Want to thank you. I just want 
Take a little time right now. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. Can you do that right now? Give him a hand clap of praise. We worship you, God. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, praise team, for leading us in worship today. God is so good. You may be seated. I'm excited about today. I believe there's going to be a breakthrough. And Tile, this message is breakthrough blessings in his presence. Breakthrough blessings in his presence. Say that with me. There's something breaking through right now. Breakthrough blessings in his presence. How many is a breakthrough blessing today? How many could use something right now, this very moment, not tomorrow, not next week, but you're ready for a breakthrough blessing today, amen? Well, if you are, grab the Bible you have or your phone, whatever, hold it up. Let's say the declaration of the word right now. I believe this is the word of God. I believe it's fully the word of God in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. I'm ready to receive from God's word today. I'm alert. I'm listening and I'm hungry. Lord, open my ears to hear and my heart to receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God is so good. I believe the Lord has something for us. So we've been talking about breakthrough for the last couple of weeks. The Lord is not done with this. He's not done with this thought about being uh, solely sold out to his presence, longing for his presence. Being able to be moved on in his presence, trusting the Lord in his presence. How many knows we need the presence of the Lord? And this is going to be one of those days. I know we're having some technical difficulties, so, so just bear with the, with the team. They're going to try to work on that. I'm going to do the best that I can to, to st stay focused. Uh, but I have a lot on my heart right now that the Lord wants to, to, to speak to us. In these next two weeks, I want us to look at the story of, the, of Ruth in the book of Ruth. This is right after Judges. I know I preached on Ruth a, a few years ago, but I feel the Lord direct us back to this. And, it's, and there's a reason for this. And I will let you know breakthrough is a part of it. Amen? All right. Are you, are you ready? So right now, we're going to go to Ruth chapter 1. And you have your outline. You want to fill that out as best you can. Keep up. And, and I look forward to talking about this when we can again. But this first thought is breakthrough when everything seems broken. Right there, that could be a message in itself in the title. So I'm going to be, do my best not to hang out there too long, but hang out there long enough to get the point across what the Lord is saying. Breakthrough when everything seems broken. Has anybody ever been in a, in a place like that? It seems like everything is going wrong. Uh, you're getting all the bad reports, and, and all your cars are broken down, and your appliances in the house don't work, and, and relationships are not going the right way, and you get bad news about someone that you care for and, the, and, and what they're facing. It seems like everything seems to be broken. But I want to let you know that God is able to bring a breakthrough no matter what you're facing. Amen? 
So I want to share the beginning of this story in Ruth chapter 1, and we're going to go through the first two chapters. I'm not going to read all the verses uh, that are in the, in the chapters, and I'll try to share the story. I'll, I'll try to slow down. I know I talk fast, uh, but I've I got a lot to say, okay? <laughs> now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled. So giving the context, this is uh, the book of Ruth takes place, in, in this is in the times of the judges. This is before Israel had kings, okay? Just giving you that timeline to, to think about. There was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to dwell in the country of Moab. Now, Moab is, uh, the people are called the Moabites, and they are the descendants of Lot. And just a kind of a, a side note, if you remember, Lot was told to get out of town, right? And, and uh, he's supposed to take his, his daughter, his wives, or, or their sons, uh, uh, the, the wives, uh, husbands, that is, the son-in-laws. And on the way out of town, they were told, what? Don't look back. The son-in-laws didn't want to go. Uh, so uh, Lot's taking his two daughters, taking his wife. He gets so far out of town. What does his wife do? She turns around, pillar of salt, right? If you follow that story, the rest of that chapter, it gets a little bit weird for us, but this is what happened. And this is really not what God planned. How many of those things mess up when people get out of God's will and try to fix it on their own without listening to God? His two daughters was, of Lot were so concerned about the family name being passed on that they thought, hey, we're, we're supposed to take care of this. And so they got their dad drunk, and they lied with him, and they slept with him to conceive. They both conceived. The first one who conceived, the eldest, her son was Moab. This is where the Moabites come from, the descendants. The second daughter was Ammon. That's where the Ammonites. And you'll find out throughout the history then that these countries end up becoming in conflict with Israel. When you don't do it the right way, you're going to have conflict. And so that's enough right there. But I want you to give a little bit of a background. And so he had his wife and his two sons, and, and they went to dwell in Moab to try to find food, try to, to survive the famine. The name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife was Naomi. The names of the two sons were Malon and Kilian, the Ephratites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they went to the country of Moab, and they remained there. Then Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. It got worse. Anybody see some brokenness right there? They flee already experiencing brokenness. What are we going to do? There's a famine. We don't have anything to eat. They're in brokenness. So they go and find a place. And while there, the husband passes away. Now they took wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah and the name of the other Ruth. And they dwelt there about 10 years. Then both Malon and Kilian also died. It got worse. It's breaking down even more. So the women survived her two sons and her husband. Isn't this a bleak picture? Isn't this a, a sad story for Naomi? We feel for Naomi. Not only does she have to leave her home, she goes to a foreign land that doesn't have a, a great history of relationship with, with Israel, but they're able to go in there. And while they're there, her husband dies and then her sons die. Verse 6, 
Then she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had visited his people by giving them bread. She got news from back home. Hey, the harvest is coming again. The Lord has blessed us. How many knows whenever there's a famine that God is able to change the things around? I don't want to get too far ahead, but I want to let you know that he does change things around. And so uh, in this story, they hear the word. And, and so Naomi wants to go back home. I want you to hear this. There's a breakthrough by clinging tightly. Someone say that with me. Ver, the next verse, verse 7. There's a breakthrough by clinging tightly. Verse 7. Therefore, she went out from that place where she was and her two daughters-in-law with her, and they went on their way to return to the land of Judah. You drip down a, ver a few verses of verse 14. It says this. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. Here's what's going on right here to fill in a little bit of blank. Ruth, or Naomi says, I want to go back home. And the daughter-in-laws, we're going with you. On the way there, she, Naomi stops. They're already left the house. They're already on their journey. Don't I know how long they've been traveling? They got to go up around the Dead Sea to get over to Jerusalem. I don't know how far they went, but along the way, Naomi goes, wait, I don't want to take these two girls out of their own homeland and come to my place. They don't belong there. I don't have anything to give them, and I don't have any more sons. And they're like, we'll stay with you. We're going we're gonna to stay with you. And Naomi's like, what are you going to do? You're going to wait till I, get, I have sons again so you can marry them? There's nothing. That's impossible. That's not going to happen. There's nothing for you to follow me. You need to stay right here. Then they lifted up their voices, and they wept again. And, and Oprah kissed her and mother-in-law, but Ruth, say it with me, she clung to her. And the New Living Translation says, and Ruth clung to her tightly. She held on tightly. And she said, look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. Where did she go? She went back home to her people and to her gods. Who did Moab, uh, uh, who did they serve? They didn't serve the God of Israel. They didn't serve the God Almighty. They, they began to get into idolatry and other things, and so they weren't serving God Almighty. Naomi says, I'm not going to pull you away from this. You can stay right here. Uh, Oprah, she, Oprah, she decided to stay, but Ruth says, I'm going to cling to you. There's something that about clinging to the right place. There's something about clinging to the right people. That doesn't mean you're putting man or anything on a pedestal, but when something is in the life, and this is what, this is what uh, Ruth began to recognize. There's something in Naomi. She had a faith in God. Uh, even though Amy was going through a lot of hard things, she goes, I see something in her, and I want to follow that. And this is how we know. This is, this is the next verse. Listen. She says, entreat me not to leave you. Or turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people. And your God shall be my God. In the next verse, when you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. The Lord do so to me. And more also, if anything but death parts you from me. She's saying, I see something in you. I've heard you talk about your God. I heard you talk about God, Jehovah. I heard how he, even though that you had to leave, he still is with you and you're still worshiping. Even though through all this heartache, you still have your eyes on him. There's something about what we go through, no matter what you're facing. Keep your eyes on Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. He is the one going to hold on to you. Don't let go to him. Cling to him tightly. 
Cling to the place he has you to grow. It's part of our mission, right? Growing, receiving, answering, committing, and evangelizing. I want to tell you right now as a people of God that you need to be in a house of worship. You're watching online. You need a home church. You need to cling to the people of God because it's what God wants us to do in a, in a fellowship together. We gain strength from one another. We encourage one another. Our faith is bound together to see people healed and delivered and set free, to see people encouraged. We've got to cling to this. We can't just think of church lightly that I'll come every once in a while when I feel like it. No, I want to cling to his word. I want to cling to the body of Christ uh, that he's ordained for us to walk this journey together until we get to heaven. I'm going to cling tightly. I'm not going to just be and let it so loose that nah, I can take it or leave it. No, I can't take it or leave it. I have to have it. I have to have the fellowship of the body of Christ. Uh, I have to have the singing and worship. I have to have the preaching of the word. Uh, I have to have someone that's going to care for me. I need a pastor. You need a pastor. I have a pastor. It's our overseer right now. I have other ones I, I lean on. But you need a pastor. If you're watching online, you need a pastor. You need a people to minister to you. And it's not just one man. It's not just one person. There's a group of us who are pastoring, who are leading, who are caring. It's, that's why we're saying we are known, noticed, and loved by the church people. You need to have a home church to embrace you in down times. When everything seems broken, they can tell you, but hold on, because God's going to bring you through. Can I get an amen this morning? Verse 18, listen to this, write this down. Breakthrough over defeated talk and false thinking. Naomi is having defeated talk. You, you don't want to follow me. I don't have anything to give you. My sons are dead. You don't need to, you don't need to follow. Just go ahead and go back home. Even though she had her eyes on God, she still felt defeated. Anybody been there before? Yeah. Let's just be open. Let's be honest. Let's be vulnerable. I, I, I never lose my faith in who God is. I know he's real, but there's some times I feel defeated. But then I can't stay in that lowly, gloomy place, right? I can't stay there. I have to lift my eyes up to heaven. I got to look my eyes toward the heaven where my help comes from. Amen. We have to encourage one another. And this is what we're hearing right now. We've got to get over. There's a breakthrough over defeated talk. If you're one of those persons that always go around being defeated, get ready for a breakthrough. Uh, don't, we're not going to listen to that defeated talk anymore. We're going to find something positive to say, uh, even though that is this, but God is able to do that. Uh, and he's able to change. Uh, I don't want to have defeated talk. Here's what happened. Verse 18, when she saw that she was determined to go with her, when Naomi was, saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, I'm not going to stay behind. I'm not going to leave you. I want your God to be my God. I want your people to be my people. Wherever you go, where you die, that's where I'm going to die. I'm clinging on. When you have that, it stops the defeated talk. She says she stopped speaking to her. That didn't mean she was giving her the silent treatment. It meant that she kept talking. She stopped talking the negative talk. She says, it's no good. I'm giving up. I'm trying to get you discouraged, but you keep lifting me up. You ever had anybody that has that, that ability? When you're down, they keep 
grudging at you. They'll tell you jokes anyway, even though you don't want to hear a joke. And eventually there's a smile that begins to break through. Maybe it'll break through here. Some of you still have that smile that hasn't broken through. Go ahead and get it on your face this morning. Uh, we're going to keep on here till the joy of the Lord fills this place. Amen. Because where the joy of the Lord is, there's a, there's a breakthrough. It doesn't matter what news you got yesterday or what you got last week. Uh, if you keep your eyes on Jesus Christ, he's going to bring you through. And we have power. We have dominion, not because of our own strength, but greater is he that is in me that is in this world. Amen. Breakthrough over defeated talk and false thinking. Starting in verse 19. Now the two of them went until they came to Bethlehem. So their journey gets them to the homeland of Naomi. She's back home. And it happened when they had come to Bethlehem that all the city was excited because of them. And the women said, is this Naomi? But she said to them, do not call me Naomi. Call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. Mara means bitter or bitterness. She says, don't call me Naomi, but call me Mara. I feel bitter. I think God is, is causing this to happen. She says, I went out full, and the Lord has brought me home empty again. Why do you call me Naomi, since the Lord has testified against me? And the Almighty has afflicted me. This is wrong, negative thinking. She's blaming God for everything. God allows things to happen, but he's not causing this destruction in, in her life. Now, we've read uh, in the lives of Judah, right? Remember last week, uh, Judah's son, his first son was evil, and the Lord killed him. We didn't read about the Lord killing Naomi's son. We didn't see that. And so there's some things that just happen in life. And we question, it is hard when we see someone young die or someone that we love closely die. And we don't understand why they had to leave and why this had to happen. But I want to let you know that God is, is still ultimately in control. And there's things that happen that brings us heartache, but he's the one that can fix our broken heart. Amen. And he can give us a peace. He gives us this gift of, of grieving. That's a, that's a gift from heaven above to work through the emotional process of losing. But I want to tell you this, there's a breakthrough, not over just over defeated talk, but there's a breakthrough over false thinking. And when people start believing this, that, that God is causing this badness in my life, uh, I serve a good God, amen? And I know that when I follow him, that he's not going to let me down. I still may go through some valleys, but he's going to bring me up. Uh, I may go through the valley of the shadow of death, but I will fear no evil, for he is with me, Amen. We have to have this uh, in this our mind. I want you to look at Philippians 4, 8. This is what we have to do. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, say it with whatever things are true, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report. If there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate, think on, hold on, be able to hold on to this with all your might. Cling to these things. Don't let the enemy give you a false report. Believe the report of the Lord. There's a breakthrough over defeated talk and false thinking. There's a breakthrough blessing over famine. Jumping down to verse 22. There's a breakthrough blessing over famine. So Naomi returned and 
Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law, with her, who returned from the country of Moab. Now they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of barley harvest. Before there was famine. That's why they had to leave. They were gone for 10 years. And it seemed bleak and it seemed dismal. But God is one who will come through. Just as the sun rises in the morning. His mercies are new every morning. There may be long seasons. There may be droughts. But I'm going to let you know that God is able to bring us through. No matter what you're facing in your home, no matter what we face as a church, no matter as you face as believers, uh, I want to let you know that uh, that the sun is going to rise again, uh, that the rain is going to fall again, uh, that there's hope uh, risen in Jesus Christ, and that's where our faith is. So they came now at the at the time, the beginning of the barley harvest. Isn't it interesting how the timing just works out? God uh, directs people at the right place at the right time. Uh, Naomi didn't come home too early. She has heard, "Hey, there's a there is a." A harvest is about to happen, and so she made a journey to get there just in time. Someone say, just in time. I want to, I got to stay there for a moment. God is never late. You've heard it before. He is always just on time. Uh, he's not late, uh, and sometimes he's not early, right? Uh, but we know when we need him, he is there. He's waiting for us. Lord, help us recognize that you've never left us. You never forsake us. Uh, you're here right at the right time, and you move on us to do things just at the right time. He moves on us. Uh, and sometimes people wonder, why did you wait so long to do this? Or why did you wait so long to do that? Uh, if we learn to be patient, in the Lord. He works everything out because he's an on-time God. And so, Lord, we got to learn to trust you because we recognize when we get ahead of you, things happen. Uh, you see a Jacob and Esau moment. Uh, you see where uh, they get ahead of that. You see a, uh, the Lot's daughter's moment where they got ahead of God. Uh, we see this over and over. But I don't want to get ahead of God. I want to wait on God. But when he tells me to move, I want to move. Uh, when he tells me to stay, I want to stay. When he tells me to dance, I want to dance. When he tells me to shout, I want to shout. Uh, I want to give him praise. Amen. Hallelujah. So going in now to chapter 2, there's breakthrough blessing over famine. Verse 1, there was a relative of Naomi's husband, a man of great wealth of the family of Elamech. His name was Boaz. So Ruth, the Moabitess, said to Naomi, please let me go to the field. And glean heads of grain after him in whose sight I may find favor. And she said to her, go, my daughter. I want to let you know right now that God orchestrates things. He wants to help us in times of, of dis doubt. And I want to let you know this. God wants to give you a breakthrough blessing over doubt and over drought. Someone say it with me. God wants to give you a breakthrough blessing over doubt and drought. Uh, when it seems dismal and it seems bleak, uh, God wants to take that doubt. He wants to change it around. When there's a drought in your life, God wants to replenish rain. Uh, he's a God of the breakthrough. He wants to give you that breakthrough blessing over the doubt and drought in your life. Uh, and God is able to do that today. You don't have to wait till tomorrow. You don't have to wait till next month. Uh, you don't have to wait till next year, even though it's right upon us. I believe that God wants to break through right now, this hour, this moment, 
this day over doubt and over drought. I don't know which one you fall in. Maybe you fall in both. Maybe you don't fall in either one, but there could be someone right now in this room or someone watching online. You're dealing with doubt, or you may be going through a season of drought in your life, but I'm here to declare right now. I'm not just preaching it because it sounds it sounds catchy. I'm telling you, this is the word of the Lord right now, that there's a breakthrough through the doubt and the drought in Jesus' name. Amen? When you begin to look at this story, and I'm going to walk through some things quickly, chapter 2, I'm getting down to verse 8. Ruth is on site there. She's in the field, and she happened to be in the field of Boaz. And she begins to pick up a few things. Boaz comes to the scene, and he begins to ask his workers, and he, he starts with, with a, a greeting, blessed be the Lord, and they respond back, blessed be the Lord. That's always a great way to start a conversation. The Lord is good. So we see that Boaz is a God-fearing man. And as he looks around, he sees this young lady that he's never seen before. He begins to inquire of her, who is this young lady? Who does she belong to? She's in my field, and, and I've not recognized her before. And they begin to say, that is, uh, that is Ruth. That's uh, Naomi's daughter-in-law. She's the Moabite lady that came with her. And, and so Boaz went up to her and said, Ruth, you will listen, my daughter, will you not? Do not glean from another field, nor go from here, but stay close by my young women. Let your eyes be on the field which they reap, and go after them. I have not, have I not commanded the young men not to touch you? I've told the young men, leave her alone, make sure she's able to stay in this field. Are you starting to see the favor of God? Isn't that what Ruth began to ask Naomi? Pray that I find favor because I don't belong here. I don't belong in this country and, and I can go in. I could get in trouble if I begin to glean because if you understand, gleaning is not picking the harvest. Gleaning is not uh, being on the team that you're able to get the, the, the best uh, of, the, of, the, of the harvest uh, of the fruit or of the barley. Gleaning is picking up the leftovers. But how many knows that God it can be blessings in the leftovers uh, when, he is, when his hand is on it? And so she begins to say that I just want the, the leftovers, but I also want to say that God has more for you than just the leftovers. Uh, when you have a heart that I'm willing to have this, uh, I'm willing not to just to settle, but I feel grateful. How many likes that word gratefulness? Uh, gratitude. Uh, when we are saying, I don't have to have the best, Lord, I, I, I want what you have best for me. How many knows that God will always give you the best that you need? Amen. I'm not saying that I have to have the newest car, but saying, God, I need transportation uh, and I'm willing to take whatever you give me. But sometimes he surprises you with something better than you were expecting. Anybody ever had that? But if you have the, uh, have the, have the attitude that I have to have everything the best, uh, I have to have the most expensive this, uh, you don't have a heart of gratitude. That's selfishness. Uh, that's how uh, your eyes are on the riches. Uh, but when you have a heart of gratitude knowing that God, I know that you'll take care of my needs. Uh, I'm going to be found faithful to you. I'm going to be found uh, faithful to the house of the Lord. I'm going to be found faithful by giving my tithes and offering. And then I will, uh, I want good, but Lord, I'm willing to just accept what you give me. If it gets me from point A to B, if it helps me in my house, take care of whatever I need. But God is able to move in that and give you a breakthrough that you're not expecting. It's all about the heart. Has anybody been surprised by the goodness of God? 
When you already said on your heart that, hey, I'm okay with this, and then he surprised you with something greater. Has anybody been blessed when we took up some envelopes not long ago, and we said that God wants to give through you, not just you writing a check out of your checking account, or you're taking money out of your savings account, but you're saying, I'm willing to be used as an open vessel, and you took an envelope, and like, God, I'll give back the $20 if it comes in, and all of a sudden you didn't get $20, but somehow you got an unexpected $50. Has anybody got a testimony this morning that God is able to do above and beyond our thinking when we settle in our heart, God, I'm going to be humble before you. I'm going to receive what you want me to receive, but I'm not looking always after the big thing. This is the, this is the heart of Ruth. Pray that I have favor, that I can just go and, and reap. Uh, it could have been really easy. She could have snuck there at night and took some of the main harvest. She could have snuck in and, and grabbed some of the best stuff. She goes, no, but I'm willing just to take what is left there. Follow this story along. He says to her in verse 9, and when you are thirsty, I'm telling the men to leave your own, but when you're thirsty, go to the vessel and drink from what the young men have drawn. You don't have to go someplace else. You don't have to go farther away. I'm giving you permission to receive what they have. They have nice, cool, refreshing water. And you don't have to go find it someplace else. You can find it right here. God is giving her favor. So she fell on her face, bowed down to the ground and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me since I'm a foreigner? Why have I found this favor? In fact, if you read more in chapter 2, there's a, there's a meal time, and they're sitting around the table, and, and Boaz begins to talk to Ruth. And not only I, I have this for you, but here's what I'm doing. I'm instructing those that are gleaning or who are reaping not to just uh, let you have some of the scraps. I'm telling them to drop some good pieces on the ground for you. If you read the story, she wasn't expecting that, but he gave the command. They, she doesn't need just the scraps. Go ahead, purposely let there be showers of blessing coming down. Purposely let the, let the good stalks fall to the ground that she can have them. Boaz wanted to bless Ruth, and, and she's asking, why do you want to do this for me? Not only are you letting me to, to come into your field without giving me a hard time since I'm a Moabite, even though I don't belong here. Not only are you, are you giving me, see, are you picking up on this? There's going to be some people that walk into this church. They're going to feel like I don't belong here, but God's been prodding them, and God's been moving on their heart and saying, you do belong here. And they're going to say, well, if I just come in, if I just get a little bit of a blessing, I can sit, and I don't need anybody's attention. And we begin to love on him and say, no, we want you to be known, noticed, and loved. We don't want you just be a, a be here and, and get kind of slide in and slide out. Uh, no, you need to come in and be a part of us. Uh, there's blessings that God wants to give you, uh, and there's a there's a joy of living uh, in uh, the Christian life, and, and we want you to be accepted. We want you to be known to us. Uh, we want to know you. We we don't want you to go without. And the church begins to love on one another. Why is that? It's the love of God in our hearts. Amen. Yeah. She's asking, why have I found this favor? Chapter 2, verse 11, listen, breakthrough blessing, breakthrough blessings come through serving. Breakthrough blessings through serving. This is what Boaz says. It has been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of her, her husband, or your, your husband that is, how you have left your father and mother and the land of your birth and have come to the people whom you did not know before. 
the Lord repay your work and a full reward be given you by the Lord God of Israel under whose wings you have come for refuge. I got to submit this this morning. If you need a breakthrough blessing, find a place to serve. You're thinking, oh, you're talking about church again. No, I'm not talking just at church. Yeah, there's places to serve here. But if you need a breakthrough blessing, have a heart of a servant. This is what Ruth did. Children, young people, if you're watching online, if you maybe listen to this while your parents are listening to this in the, in the background, I want to let you know, if you want a breakthrough blessing in life, learn to serve your parents. Do something before they ask you to. If you have a heart after God, this is what I'm talking to. Not to get better Christmas presents. This is talking about having a, your life right with God. He moves in your life. Husbands, learn to serve your wife. Wives, learn to serve your husband. Not because they, they're asking you for this and asking you for that. Not because they want a, a special favor, but because that you love them, learn to sub, serve. And when we learn to serve, God will bring a break, breakthrough. Do we not see that in this story? That there's a breakthrough that comes through serving. Ruth, she says, I saw Naomi me in her weakest moment. I saw her when she was down. She still had her eyes on God, but she was down and discouraged. I didn't want to leave her in that place. I didn't want to leave her like that. I'm going to cling to her and I'm going to serve her. I'm going to cling to her and I'm going to help her. I'm going to cling to her and I'm going to lift her up. And through that heart of gratitude and serving, she began to get a blessing from the Lord. The Lord says that even though you've got to go work, I'm going to make it easier for you. I'm going to let the the blessings from the from the harvest fall on the ground easier. I'm going to have them instruct them, leave her some good things. She needs a drink of water, let her have it. I'm letting you know that God wants to refresh us. God wants to restore us. God wants us to be full of joy, but it happens through a heart of serving. We can't do it without serving. It's part of that humility. It's part of that humble lifestyle when we learn to serve one another. I was hoping to get more amens out of that. Let's do the Bible. Are you ready? This week, read Ruth chapters 1 and 2 again. Along with that, read Psalms 47, 1 through 9. It's the whole chapter. It's not very long. Begin to pray this. Lord, when I come into your presence with a heart of gratitude... And a shout of triumph, it sets the atmosphere for breakthrough blessings. Help me, Lord, to cling to you with great expectations for a breakthrough. I'll read it again. If you can, if you're not writing, write, read it with me. Lord, when I come into your presence with a heart of gratitude and a shout of triumph, it sets the atmosphere for breakthrough blessings. Help me, Lord, to cling to you with great expectations for a breakthrough. Lord, you're doing something right now in this. We believe in breakthrough moments. We're going to come with a heart of gratitude. We're going to come with a shout of victory and a shout of triumph. 
Lord, when we come into your presence with a heart of gratitude and a shout of triumph, it sets the atmosphere for a breakthrough blessing. I don't come in dragging in. I come expecting in, oh God. I know that I may be weary. I may be weak. I may be going through some hard times, but I'm going to lift myself up. I'm going to pick myself up, and I'm going to say, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I may not feel like it, but I know that there's a blessing waiting if I'm willing to break through. There's going to be a sudden advancement, amen, a sudden breakthrough of crossing over the enemy line and taking back what he stole. He's going to, he may have stole your joy, but we're going right now in the enemy's camp and we're getting back joy. He may have tried to steal your health, but we're going into the enemy's camp and we're calling on the name of Jesus. By his stripes we are healed. By his stripes we are made whole. I am healed in the name of Jesus Christ. There's a breakthrough moment happening in this place. I'm I'm going to read this Psalms as our musicians begin to come back right now. Verse 47. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout to God with the voice of triumph. Go ahead. Shout to God with the voice of triumph. We are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. For the Lord most high is awesome. He is a great king over all the earth. He will subdue the peoples under us and the nations under our feet. He will choose our inheritance for us, the excellence of Jacob, who he loves. He says, think and pause and think about that. We've talked about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God has gone up with a shout, the Lord, the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our king. Sing praises. Are you getting the message from this chapter right now? Sing praises. Do you know what we're about to do here in just a moment? You thought worship was over. No, we're going to sing praises. There's a breakthrough that comes when we begin to sing praises. There's a breakthrough that comes when we begin to dance in front of the Lord. There's a breakthrough that comes when we throw everything down and said, I have a heart of gratitude. Don't get weary. Don't get quiet. Don't let it shut up. But, but let it out. Lord, we're going we're to let out our praise and worship to you today. For God is the king of all the earth. Sing praises with understanding. God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. The princes of the people have gathered together. The people of God of Abraham, for the shields of the earth belong to God. He is greatly, greatly, greatly exalted. We're getting ready to, I want you to stand if you're able to. And if you're able to, without any hesitation, begin to fill this front area. Don't sing the song, go to the bridge. How many is ready to have a breakthrough moment? Come on, my soul. Don't get shy on me now. How many is ready to break through? If you can't stand, find a seat on the front row. There's plenty. We'll move stuff around, but there's a breakthrough moment. There's a breakthrough moment here today. There's a breakthrough moment. How many's got a shout of victory today? Go ahead. Hallelujah! We worship you, Lord. Go ahead, sing it, sing it. 
There's a breakthrough happening right now. How many knows that our God is too good to not believe? We're going to change the transition right now. And I want you to get that on your heart right now, that God is too good to not believe. Lord, we believe the report of the Lord. We believe that there's a victory in this place. We believe that there's a breakthrough happening right now. And I begin to pray over those right now in this altar area, that, Lord, our faith is joining together right now for physical healing. You may, you may think, well, we're supposed to have someone lay hands on We believe in that. But I also believe that there's a presence of God that comes through 
breaks through the atmosphere. So, Lord, right now we wave over this congregation right now. Those that need a healing touch physically, emotionally, financially, Lord, we understand there's not one report that the enemy has given that you can't conquer, that you haven't overcome. We believe in the breakthrough right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're faithful, oh God. Hallelujah. Say it. He's faithful. He's faithful. Hallelujah. Stories that have proved your faithfulness. Yes, amen. I've seen miracles my mind can comprehend. There is beauty in what I can't understand. Jesus is you. Jesus is you. Sing that verse one more time. Someone caught something there. Listen. I've lived stories that have proved your faithfulness. Miracles my mind can't comprehend. Yes. There is beauty in what I can't understand. Hallelujah. Jesus is you. Jesus is you. And I believe you're the wonder working God. You're the wonder working God. All the miracles I've seen, you're too good to not believe. You're the wonder-working God, and you heal because you love. All the miracles we'll see, you're too good to not believe. Too good to not believe. Too good to not believe. Resurrect a man with my own hands, but just the mention of your name can raise the dead. So all the glory to the only one who can. Jesus, it's you. Jesus, it's you. The wonder-working God, all the miracles I've seen, you're too good to not believe. You're the wonder-working God, you heal because you love. All the miracles we'll see, you're too good to not believe. 